The first cell phone was demonstrated in 1973 by Martin Cooper. You know what wasn't demonstrated? Shared plans. Over 50 years later, you can save on one line thanks to Visible. When you switch to Visible, the wireless company that makes wireless visible, you can get a one-line plan with unlimited 5G data powered by Verizon for just 25 bucks a month, taxes and fees included. No hidden fees. No, really. You can look around for them. They're not there. Switch now at Visible.com. Save on wireless without the hassle. Switch to Visible today and save at Visible.com. Monthly rate on the Visible plan for data management practices and additional terms. Visit Visible.com. Hey there, it's Rachel Ballinger, and I am thrilled to invite you to Rachel Uncensored, my podcast where I get real with my friends and celebrity guests, where we talk about all sorts of topics. From personal stories to hot-button issues, we cover it all. New episodes drop every Wednesday, so make sure you tune in on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Trust me, you won't want to miss out on the fun and candid conversations we have here on Rachel Uncensored. underestimate the power of PlayStation. Beyond! Beyond. Beyond. What's up, everybody? Welcome to Podcast Beyond, episode 224. I'm one of your hosts, Greg Miller. Alongside me, as always, is the PlayStation powerhouse, Ryan Clements. yip <laughs> <laughs> And he only does everything, Colin Moriarty. Uh. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, we are recording on a lovely Thursday here in San Francisco. The date happens to be January 26th, and if... It's like the moon and the stars align to bring the worst news possible in time for Podcast Beyond. Yes. Colin Moriarty, bring me the topic of the week, the lead story in the Roper Report, everything right now. What is happening? Uh, Insomniac has revealed. I'm just going to read Wait. it. Wait. No, we're not going to. We'll just do, we'll do Roper Report afterwards. It's a conversational uh, the, podcast. The, time, right. the topic of the week is This that, is breaking news. Is that breaking. Insomniac will not be making another, another Resistance game. That's right. Insomniac, developers of Resistance Fall of Man, Resistance 2, Resistance 3, now saying they're done. Yep. Franchise over. For them. For them, yeah. Um, it's sad. They, they spoke to VG247 about it. Ted Price, who is their CEO, he's been there, you know, there the entire time he founded the company, uh, said, quote, we won't be making any more resistances. That was his quote. Mm-hmm. Um, not surprised he considered Resistance 3 didn't sell very well. Um, it but was it was also the best per- one. It was by far the best one. Yeah. And, uh, it, like, not even not even a contest between which one's the best one. It's just so, it, the game is so good. It had an extra yeah. year of development time. It was really slick. It's much better than Killzone, uh, for sure, and probably the I, I would say the best exclusive shooter on the on the on the console. Um, criminally right. underrated, criminally underplayed, and uh, we reap what we sow. I don't even know if it's that underrated though. Remember, a lot of a lot of people liked it. That was the interesting. They didn't thing. like it enough. No, I think they did. I saw a lot of nines and stuff, and I remember, you know, the big thing with the Resistance Three is we didn't want you to review it because we didn't want people to worry that they couldn't trust the score. So we gave it to one of our guys, and he gave it a nine. Uh, Luke, Luke Steve, Riley, no, Luke no Riley? Oh, Steve Lambert. Yeah, thank you. And uh, and then I was like, okay, cool, but I don't know him super well. And then all the other ones started coming in from other sites, and they were all in the same boat. And a lot of people were saying it was the best Resistance, and I thought for sure that was going to equate to really good sales, but no, no, yeah. Um, it's, uh, you know, to put this in the context for people, we just recorded a PlayStation conversation. You'll be able to find that on IGN and YouTube later. Um, but to put it into context, Sony owns Resistance and Sony owns Ratchet and Clank. And those are obviously two of Insomniac's big franchises. Um, so the series, both series, I, would, I don't know what the status of Ratchet and Clank is. Um, All for One obviously wasn't a gangbusters hit either, even though it was really good. Um, so... It's all kind of a mystery right now what Insomniac's doing. We know they're working on on Overstrike, which is going to uh-huh. be a, their very first in their 17-year history, their very first multi-console game. Um, and they're also working on a fa- you know Facebook or social games. Um, they have this whole social game commission. Uh, d- uh, Insomniac com- committee, yeah. yeah, yeah. We don't know what they're doing yet, um, but it's just sad because you know they were so good and they've been with PlayStation for such a long time. And it looks like this is you know I don't know. We reached out to Sony, we reached out to Insomniac. We'll see what they say. But this seems like it's the death knell of them doing exclusives at all. Yeah, um, yeah. And uh, that's sad. That's a sad day for everyone that plays PlayStation, I think. Well, you'll still get those games, but yeah, they, we won't have the ability to hold over an exclusive, I guess, over some Xbox fan. Yeah, I mean, they were, well, I mean, they were always looked at as a first party, even though they're not. And uh, it's just, you know, it's, yeah, Overstrike, we don't, we've never seen Overstrike actually any gameplay, so we don't know what that game's all about. Um, but it's just, it's, it, I don't know, it's just sad to me because it's, it's like losing, uh, it would be like, you know, it's just like losing a, a friend that has been there with you on all your PlayStation consoles. But they're consoles. still there. Marcus Smith will still be around. God bless him. All right. Uh, Kyle writes in to beyond at IGN.com to be part of the show, just like you can, listener at home 
or in your van full of nuns. <laughs> Kyle says, I just heard the news about Insomniac Games leaving Resistance, presumably to enter the hands of another developer down the line. Of course, he's saying Sony owns Resistance. Mm-hmm. We've already seen Ben take on Resistance with Resistance Retribution on PSP. Right. Now we're getting Resistance Burning Skies in the Vita from the good folks. Nihilistic. Over at Nihilistic. I always have trouble remembering that one. They're the ones that did uh, PlayStation Move Heroes. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. So now he says, uh, but now he's talking about you know in b- another developer picking up resistance on PS3. Usually I'm okay with a situation like this. More often than not, developers say goodbye to a franchise after wrapping it, wrapping it up in the way they wanted and leaving the fans with a sense of closure. Given the atrocious ending of Resistance 3, I don't feel like that's the case here, and I'm torn. Insomniac has left Resistance fans wanting, and I'm curious as to what the Beyond Crew's feelings are over the matter. I know Colin can't be happy right now. Are you uh, the ending? You weren't happy with the ending. No, I think the ending was terrible. Um, <laughs> I would say terrible is a bit strong, but it, well, it, it it was terrible. I mean, it was it was not resistance. <laughs> All right. I mean, think about think about the, the cadence You're of the, think about the cadence of the series and how dark it was and how it got darker and darker. Resistance two ended with the main character being murdered. Sorry, spoiler. The game came out in two thousand eight. Deal with it. Um, and uh, you know he's murdered, and then in the beginning of Resistance three, you're playing as the guy who killed him. You know, and it's like okay, this is awesome, and yeah. the game's just dark and real like really dreary and dark. And then um, I'm going to give everyone a chance because I'm going to talk about Resistance 3's ending right now. So if you don't want to hear about Resistance 3's ending, I will give you five seconds to turn the five, podcast off. Four, three, two, one. Everybody dies. And now, <laughs> and now a world premiere video from Britney Spears. <laughs> Thanks, late 90s MTV. Uh, so at the end of Resistance 3, they get to New York City. Everything seems dark and dreary. The Chimera have this this wormhole. Um, you see the Chimera, you know, as Marcus Smith confirmed to us, you, you know, you see the, the, wor- the wormhole, the fucking Chimera and Homeworld is on the other side of it. You know, so you're like, oh, all right, now we're, we're going to go. We're going to see, we're actually going to see the Chimera. We're going to see all these things. This isn't going to work like all the other Resistance games. Everything's just going to get worse. You know, and then they'll cut it off, and then there'll be another yeah. one. Uh, but no, you you win, you win. The the game suddenly, very suddenly ends. You know, you you destroy the tower, the wormhole disappears. You see this ending about how everything's kind of getting back to normal. No one's heard from the Chimera, like they're retreating, and that's it. That, like, so, I, I don't know. I like the, the ending's fine in a vacuum, I guess. But when you put it in the context of what Resistance is, it was a terrible ending. And this is what I've been saying about Resistance Three in general, though, is I think that's a game that's meant to be played in a vacuum. I don't think Resistance One and Two really play into it all that much, other than the fact you're Capelli who killed Hale. That's all that you need to know. That that you need to know, and they explain it in the opening video, and then you're on your own. And that's why people were asking us when it was coming up, like, "Oh, should I go back and play them?" And I was like, "No, I really don't think you need to." But because they feel like two different franchises games or whatever it's almost like in a way like when you read you know like in dc comics or any comic book you know that universe so well that you can read one shots in elseworlds and something else and see what they're doing with the same kind of pieces and how they're putting it together in a different way and that's what it always felt like to me and that's why i like resistance 3 so much and i think resistance 3 works so well on a broad scale of reviewers and people in general just in the fact that it is a standalone game you there is no giant hook that oh my god I, what's gonna happen in the next game it's kind of all like there could totally be resistance 4 Oh, you know, because you all you've done is close that wormhole. The chimera are still on the, or whatever. The chimera infected people are still on Earth. They're feral. All this crap right. is still happening. These people still have a struggle uphill, but it's not the same thing anymore. Of oh my God, alien invaders! What are they doing? What are we gonna? Have? Yeah, the Earth's not getting colder anymore. Like yeah. it's not like quite as existential, which it, to me like is what the series was all about. Was like wow, this is getting you know in Fall Man, you're in, in Europe. Like the, the chimera had just revealed themselves uh, from Russia after to, you know the Tunguska event. Uh, you know several decades earlier. You know, um, they're fighting in England. The, the battle, you know, goes well somewhat, but doesn't really. The Chimera basically still win. Then they send spires into North America. The spires, like, erupt into and start infecting everyone in the Northeast. Resistance 2 happens. And then everything's just getting worse and worse. Then Hale dies at the end. Capelli kills him. But Hale's, you know, blood makes some sort of, you know, vaccine or whatever. So that's how Resistance 3 begins. And then the game... I agree with you that the game is somewhat self-contained. Resistance 1 and 2 are really intimately intertwined with each yeah. other, I think. And... Resistance 3 is a standalone game, but it was just so much, you know, I think Fall Man and Resistance 2 are excellent games, but Resistance 3 is fucking awesome, you know? Like, it's just a really good game. It's really it one is. of the best, it's one of the best shooters I've ever played. It's It's got everything that you what you really would want in a shooter. It's got, you know, that I want in a shooter, I should say, which is, you know, a great plot and, and setting and characters. Good characters, and, really good characters. And, you know, it looks great. It had a year extra development time over the other two, so you could just see all that stuff. It's just a fucking shame, you know, that the game didn't sell better. It really is, a, it's a fucking, it's criminal. You know, like, it's just one of those games that... I just don't. I don't understand why, why why people didn't play it. It, it probably has something to do with that fucking Kevin Butler commercial. But I digress. Mm-hmm. Ziggy writes in to Beyond at IGN.com. Ziggy says Beyond. Beyond. With Insomniac no longer willing to continue the franchise, how would Colin feel if Resistance became a handheld only series? 
I think that's. I mean, I think that's fine. I mean, Re- Retribution is a game you really love, and you have I a lot of experience it. with yeah, them. Yeah. And Sony Bend obviously is. You know, they did. Un- they've done Uncharted, and then these are the guys. Of course, that did Siphon Filter. So I mean, these guys have a great pedigree, um, and they did nice, nice work. And as I revealed in my my story with them, uh, they tried to make another Resistance game on PSP. Uh, that was something they told me, and, and we broke that news or whatever, um, and that was turned down. So they tried to do that. Uh, the Vita game is being done by Nihilistic, which admittedly, I've talked to those guys. They're nice guys. They're working really hard on it. I've played Resistance several times on, on Vita, and it's good um, just from what I've seen. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but they don't have quite the same pedigree. I mean, we don't really know what they're capable of, and I'm not sure if, they, if they're the ones that can really continue this series. And unfortunately, Retribution takes place in between what, 1 and 2, and then uh, Burning Skies also takes place in between 1 and 2. So th- these games aren't – these games are telling ancillary stories that you really don't – they're interesting, but you don't really care about it, you know? Like <laughs> well, it's not uh, between two and three. No, uh, I it's, always got them. Mixed no, up, it's so. it's during like it's during like retribution took place in England, obviously. Right. This one takes place in New York while the spires yeah, are like right. infecting oh, everyone. Okay. So this is like right before Resistance Two begins. Got it. Got it. Um, and that's cool. And you play as a fireman, and that's that's all really cool. But I, I want to see you know the, the storytellers at uh, Insomniac. They're the ones that flesh out the story. When I talked to Nihilistic, they basically were saying like you know Resi- uh, Insomniac still wrote the story. I mean, it's still within the confines of their lore. Um, so I just want to see like if someone else is capable of continuing the story to such a high degree that Marcus Smith and his team were able to to do with Resistance 3 because the story aspect of the game and the setting is what made the game. It's what makes the game. I lent that game to um, – actually, I gave a copy to my brother-in-law because uh, I, I bought his family a PlayStation 3 for my sister and, and obviously for my nephews. And I gave him that game and he, he text messaged me like a few nights after I left. He's like, Resistance – I beat it. Like Resistance 3 is fucking awesome. You know? Yeah. And I was like – and he doesn't play games very much or whatever. And I'm just like, this game has great appeal. You know, that – I just think there's a there was a lot of problems. I think there was a marketing issue with the game. I think I think that I, I said from the beginning I was like that box art is cool, but it sucks for for, for as far as like <laughs> putting it on a shelf. By, yeah. Like who the hell is gonna pick that up and be like, oh, Resistance Three is gonna be a great. It, it's like it, I think they just shot themselves in the foot with that. <clears throat> I think that there was a a lot of problems with it. I think I really think it's a shame. I really mm-hmm. do. It is a shame. It is a shame. My prediction: Burning Skies isn't gonna sell awesome, and that'll be the end. And, yeah, and, to, and, and if, they, if it ever comes back, it'll be years from now, and it'll be some kind of reboot. Like reboot somebody yeah. picks up and does mm, something different. Mm. It'll be Resistance Wars, kind of. I think I, <laughs> Resistance Wars. RTS. Cool. There. Uh, I think that that's a very accurate statement. Mm, mm. Yes. I mean, the biggest. I mean, it's been, it's a dark day for you, Colin Moriarty. It's a dark day for me too because the news came, you know, as we're getting in today, and it kind of threw off our schedule. So now we're backed up into the lunch hour, and we're getting free Pachis pizza today mm, as oh part God. of an yeah. IGN meeting, and we're enough to be in this goddamn podcast room doing this show for you people well we have a half an hour before the pizza gets oh here. i know so. but i hate rushing through the show let's uh, just, it'll go organic uh, <laughs> all right so let's do the rope report then uh let's begin podcast beyond episode 224 with right. what is and forever will be the rope report <gasps> time for some news give me uh, a yip chow yip chow <laughs> <laughs> uh, there are now six items on the rope report. Okay. Um, Wait. Po- what? Sorry. Utd though is the Jawas, right? Yep. Okay. Good. Good. Is the Ewok? Yes. Yes. Um, so let's play a game. Since Your Ewok Yipcha is hauntingly good. Yeah, it is. <laughs> it, it's uh, let's play a game of uh, I doubt it or I guarantee it. Okay. Do you uh, want to explain the rules for the kids at home? Uh, if they, if this is their first podcast, beyond. They've missed 223 episodes. Uh, Where have you been? Your basically, life? we just, you know, I'll read the news and, and Greg will tell me if he thinks it's good, if, if it's like worthy of being on the Roper Report, which you'll say, I guarantee it. I guarantee it. Which is obviously the men's warehouse guy. And then uh, if it's not good and he doesn't think it's, it belongs on there, then he'll say, I doubt it. I is, doubt it. Which is obviously um, Bob's discount furniture. Uh, <laughs> obviously. <laughs> uh, number one, THQ has revealed that it's ready to shift focus. Uh, quote, THQ will be more streamlined organization focused only on our strongest franchises, end quote, THQ's president and CEO Brian Farrell said. Uh, he, he continues, he says, the success of Saints Row the Third is an example of what our revised strategy and focus can achieve. We have now shipped 3.8 million copies globally and are expecting to ship between 5 and 6 million units lifetime on this title. Um, this news comes on the heels of rumors swirling about THQ's imminent demise. And right before the podcast, Greg Miller did break the story about, uh, unfortunately, 75 people or so being let go of THQ, um, being laid off today. So... I guarantee um, it. Real quick, too, on, on the, the breaking news story, thanks much to uh, an inside tipster who uh, emailed IGN. Uh, remember, you can get us at beyond.ign.com. This is a news tip 
I forget what the news tip address is. Yeah. Anyways, you know, somebody who saw something was happening emailed us in about it, and we were able to get some answers before anybody else. So that was helpful. Uh, really interesting news story. I'm very fascinated right now. Well, and I don't, you know, you know that Colin, you know the the numbers game and the corporate stuff. That's more your your scene. You're always a big fan of that. Yeah. Whereas I, I could usually I'm like, eh, whatever. But like yeah. this one in particular, I find very interesting because it's it was prefaced with this whole you know thing over the weekend that THQ was canceling their entire 2014 lineup. This is a couple weekends ago. Mm-hmm. Canceling all of their games for 2014, that which basically meant they were trying to finish what they had and sell the company and get out while they could. And then they released a statement saying that's not the case. We are not doing that. And then there's this whole structuring now. We're not doing kids' games anymore. And now they're laying off 75. And it's like crazy shit is happening right now yeah. in Agora Hills, California. And it's very fascinating to see what's going to happen next. Yeah, I mean, it'd be, it'd be scary if I was. I was just going to say if I was an employee there, I think I'd be, oh, yeah. it'd be very nerve wracking. Anytime I mean, stuff like bad. this starts to happen, yeah, yeah. it's really bad. I'm, Oh yeah, our, you know our thoughts are with anybody yes. who's part of that. Uh, plenty of people I know. Yeah, it's, it's a shame. I mean, it's always sad when anyone gets laid off anywhere. I mean, this economy sucks, and and obviously people dump their lives and into these companies. And, and it, you know, business realities often catch up with uh, with those kinds of situations. Yeah. What's really sad to me are two things. Are, well, there's one thing that I think is positive about what's happening. Not that it's positive when everyone loses their job, but THQ did tell you that. This isn't affecting internal development studios. So their five studios that they own seem to like they're still all working on their games, um, which is good for now. Um, so at least we still have some games from THQ to come back. Yeah. But what this also reminds me of, even though it has nothing to do with this podcast, it, it has more to do with Unlocked, is the, these rumors about Xbox 720 and uh, you know something that I think is really positive, which is that they're talking about lock, basically locking out used games. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, if you haven't I, heard, there's rumors right now that the next Xbox will be able to differentiate between new and used games, and thus if you bought a used game, it wouldn't let you play it in the system. Um, which is, which I'm is fi- crazy. I think I'm fine with that. When we're talking about codes, basically, yeah. right, is what this yeah. is, would be it's, like it's, pretty much like an activation code for a PC. Yeah, game. I would just want. Well, that's yeah, that's all well and good. I just want to make sure that uh, if like my system were to break and I had to buy a new system, suddenly all the games I bought for it don't See, work. See, that's anymore. what a lot I'm of people sure, said. I'm and, sure it'll. I'm, that, I'm assuming it'd be they're account not stupid. Based, exactly, like, you know. it would be like right now when you if my if you know my PlayStation Three died today. All my PlayStation 3 games are attached to my profile. It's the same way with Xbox Live. All my everything I've bought is attached to my, yes. you know, my gamer tag. So it would be there for re-download. I don't see the issue there. Right. It's the same as Steam. It's the same as any other digital yeah. platform. Yeah. 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 I mean, okay. I'm better now. Why that reminded me of that is that you know we talk about the death of the mid-tier publisher and the mid-tier developer. You talk uh, about it, like and that. a lot of people in the industry talk about it. I'm kidding. Um, and it's a it's a fucking huge problem, and uh, because you only have like, you know, like I always say, unless you want to play fucking nothing but Call of Duty and shitty touch games your entire life, you better start supporting the mid the mid-tier developer that makes games like Homefront, that make games like Saints Row, and all those games. Um, and I think that you know this situation with Xbox could actually be positive for a company like THQ because. You're going to, you know, like I always talk about the rampant sense of entitlement gamers have about Mm -hmm. used games. Um, And this really brings to bear the reality of the situation that PC gamers have already been dealing with for a long time, which is that you don't buy used games. When you buy a game and it comes with an activation code, you can't give it to your friend. When you download a game off of Steam, you can't sell it. You You can't give it off to a friend. That's not the way it works, you know? So this is just the reality of the situation for people that play games on PC. So welcome to the fucking future. That's the way it's going to be. I really, I really hope it's true. You know, because we already have those things on PSN and XBLA anyway. And some of the greatest developers of this generation, frankly, are on PlayStation Network and Xbox Live. They're not getting their due. They will start getting their due when people realize that they have to start buying games, and you know, from developers, from publishers, instead of buying them used. So I just, I wonder if, you know, I wonder if the, the future for THQ is somewhat bright once they restructure and get their, well, their financial situation. I mean, we're getting in ahead of ourselves there. I mean, they have a lot of time before this system is on the market, and they could reap those rewards. Yeah. For sure, but they're not going to be able to restructure if, even if they have to declare bankruptcy and get bankruptcy protection. That stuff's going to take a while. True, and I just wonder true. if these games in 2014, 2015 that, you know, home, like, for instance, Crytek's working on Homefront. I mean, that's going to be Crytek's awesome. And, and obviously home, Homefront was good, but I assume Homefront 2 is going to be of a whole other caliber. Now, imagine if that game had to be bought new and, and the, 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 the only way to get it was new. Yeah. And, and that, that, how, how much that would read for THQ or whatever. It's just it kind of brings me back to Insomniac, which I also assume would consider an A, a developer, a, a mid-tier developer, whatever is, you know, people didn't buy their games. So they so they lost, you yeah. know, people didn't buy THQ's games. So they lost if you you know we have to look at this as a more existential and systemic problem and i think that they kind of tie in somewhat intimately together now here's the interesting flip column we're yeah and i and i know 720 is just a rumor so there's no yeah, hard there's, facts that, to yeah, go exactly, on we don't get to go off this. what if playstation 4 didn't go this path 720 did i think it would clobber xbox 720 mm-hmm. because I, I just think i i understand and fully accept that i'm in the minority in my opinion um and that i think people would be like well if i can buy used games on ps4 i can share my games and blah 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 
then obviously I'll get a PlayStation 4, and that's huge, and that's great. I'm just telling you that the reality of the situation is, in after this, this upcoming generation, you won't be buying used games anymore because they will not exist. So you might as well just get used to it. You know? <laughs> just like suck that, it up and do it now. That, that's, the, that's kind of the problem I'm starting to have, is that people really are holding on to this this used game thing, this sharing game thing. That's fine. We all, we all grew up in the playground exchanging NES games and exchanging SNES games and doing all those things. Genesis and Master System, because you played that. that yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, Exchange it with no one, because nobody <laughs> had those. Uh, you know, going and renting games and stuff. I appreciate that. I, I did that all the time. Like, I, I played many a game all over rental. You know, throughout my elementary, but that's what demos are for now. It, you know? Exactly. Yeah. Like to me, it's a, you know, to me, it's just a problem of now it's starting to hurt the industry. I don't think back then it was really injuring the industry. Like it's really clearly injuring the industry now. And now you have these two strata of like really super cheap games and really sixty dollars expensive sixty dollars games. Everything in the middle is somewhat lost. So yeah. it you know you might feel like you know as a consumer that you're hurting and you're struggling and you you know that and that's fine that's fair and that's your prerogative. But you have to understand that the games you want to play will not exist if the developers and the publishers don't get your money. GameStop's getting your money, you know, or the middleman on eBay or whoever's getting your money, not the guys who make the games, not the guys who publish the games and bet all sorts of venture capital on these games. Um, so I'm troubled by that. And I was really excited by that news because I was like, man, this is going to nip it in the bud. This is going to show people that a PC gamers already deal with this. B, this is the nature of PSN and XBLA already. And C, this is going to be the nature of everything in 10 years. Yeah. So get used to it. And I, I guess I just never qu- this is going to totally out me as being a jerk. But even when I was growing up on a student's non-salary, I never like understood like, man, I could save five to ten dollars. Yeah, you know, but, on a, I, I just wanted the game new, so I knew it wasn't all fucked up, exactly, and there wasn't like yeah, scratches and, and like the manuals all ripped. I'm like, no, I want a new. Pro- if I'm going to be spending that much money, I might as well spend another ten more. And Indulge get a new. yourself. Yeah. So I, I don't know, like. I, I, I'm saying this not from a you know professional who has a salary and who obviously ha, can ha, has money to buy games. You even, burn money sometimes. Even as <laughs> too much of it. Even as a uh, even as a student, even as you know a, a young guy, I still preferred to buy games new. I, I don't really see what the the deal is. I understand. I'm with yeah. you. It's interesting. Uh, your whole entitlement argument has you know over the years, and I, I, you, we've always been on the same page on this. But it's saturated into I think all of IGN because we on, on GameScoop last week we talked about this, and I brought this up, and everybody was like, "Oh yeah," and they all started saying things you've said before, like you your your influence, your ripples. Your, yeah, well, because I'm ripples. because I'm right. You're so. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, uh, number two. Uh, this is a good one. Is it? Uh, are God of War 4 and Siphon Filter 4 about to be announced? I guarantee you. A rumor out of the UK-based magazine Play cites a source that confirms that both games will be announced as a PlayStation 3 exclusives in 2012. Furthermore, the source tells Play that Siphon Filter 4 is being developed not by Sony Bend, but by Sony London, and that God of War 4 will have multiplayer components. We reached out to Sony about the rumor, and they told us, quote, no announcements have been made and that anything we are hearing is speculation. Yeah, I guarantee it already. But I mean, yeah, like God of War 4 rumors, those are a dime a dozen. We've known, everybody knows that game's coming. We've, we, I think how many job listings now are out there and yada yada. Great. God of War 4, awesome. Good. Put that aside. Also, I'm on the development team for God oh, of War wow. 4, right, so cool. you, guys, you guys wouldn't believe Man, what we have Man, this is going to be a really boring JRPG. <laughs> <laughs> we need your expertise, right? We decided to take Kratos into a turn-based system. <laughs> uh, but Siphon Filter... Leaving Sony Bend. That's interesting. Yeah, it is, because that's... Until they made Retribution on PSP and then they made Uncharted, they did nothing but Siphon Filter games. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, which is interesting. And they did Siphon Filter 1, 2, 3, the 2 on PS2, the 2 on PSP. Um, so if Sony London's developing it, that's interesting. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But I want Siphon Known Filter. for the getaway. Yeah, known for the getaway. And, and obviously, there was rumors swirling about a getaway game on PS3 that never came to fruition. By the way, the getaway is like one of the great PS2 games. Just throwing it out there. All I can think about is, I want to get away. Oh, I Lenny Kravitz? I want to get away. Yeah. Lenny Kravitz. Yep. I want to fly away. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he was a little. Oh, yeah. He was a lyricist of our generation. Yeah, he was. Really. He was one of the great lyricists. Um, so I just think that's, you know, I, I want Siphon Filter to come back. I don't think it has any traction anymore, but... Uh, well, that's fine, though. It doesn't need traction anymore, right? Because you figure, whenever you bring these games back, you're introducing them to a new audience, and then there's people like us who remember the original who are kind of excited for that, because you already know a little bit of what you get. But you've come out with an awesome spy trailer. You'll be fine. Yeah. I'm inter- I, I really hope, you know, I, I agree with you. God of War 4 is inevitable. Uh, Siphon Filter 4, who knows? I, I, I guess what's interesting is that they're calling this, they'd be calling it 4. Yeah, because that's I, just rebooting it and calling it Siphon Filter. Yeah, that's interesting. Uh, yeah, I, mean, I, I don't, I don't know if it's a continuation of the story. It better be, because uh, it, it did end with a Logan yeah. Shadow ended with Logan a, Shadow uh, ended with quite, cliffhanger. quite the cliffhanger. Um, but uh, yeah, I, I'm, I, I hope that I hope that is true, and I wish 
you know, we, I was kind of just speculating with Sony London working on it and with the getaway, the new getaway game kind of just disappearing and maybe being canceled or maybe not existing at all. If this is kind of just a reworked, you know, somehow tied to the getaway or something like that. A lot of car racing in it. I just wish they gave that series more love because that, that – especially when the getaway came out, like in the, in the – you know, everyone was all hot about uh, – GTA. Well, yeah, that, but I mean, all hot about like Lock Stock and all hot about oh, Snatch yeah, yeah, and stuff yeah. like that. And everyone's like, love that kind of stuff. And, and uh, that's not terrible, by the way. No, that, <laughs> hot about Snatch. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Jesus. That's oh, terrible. I'm keeping that one in there, man. <laughs> Woo. Uh, I, I actually I love like British crime drama and stuff. It's so good. Yeah, me too. So good. I can't understand what they're saying, so I don't like it. Really? You can't understand. Fast. Just listen to Colin Campbell a it lot, takes, and you'll get used I to try. it. I yeah. try. He's not as exciting, though. He's maybe not <laughs> as exciting as the entire movie of Snatch. <laughs> <laughs> uh, number three. Sony revealed the 10 best-selling PlayStation Network games of 2011. They are in order. And I was surprised by some of these. The best-selling game on PSN. Any guesses? I know you know, Greg. Yeah. Do you know what the best-selling game on PSN in 2011 was, Clements? Oops, sorry. I was, I was so far away from the mic. Uh, 2011? Nope. I mean, I can, make, site. I can make a guess, but... What is it? So you're looking at your Diablo 3 news this morning. Couldn't look at this one, though. Gotta yeah. look at my Guild Wars news and my, my uh, Star yeah. Wars news. Everybody, I'll, I'll let you on a secret. Or... There's a trade on the table right now. We're uh, waiting for a response yeah. from Charles on yet. We're willing to trade Ryan Clements uh -huh. and two cheese pizzas <laughs> for <laughs> Anthony oh, Gaia and future, was... future considerations. <laughs> 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 and the number one draft pick <laughs> the next time IGN hires someone. Um, Tetris. It's the best-selling game mm -hmm. on PlayStation Network. That was that's really by the way fucking awesome. EA Tetris, EA Tetris was awesome. Well, not amazing. I forgot a game, but I love that game. Love it. Uh, Resident Evil Four is number two, and then Infamous Festival of Blood, Back to the Future, the game, Dungeon Hunter Alliance, Castle Crashers, Limbo, Battlefield 1943, Mortal Kombat Arcade Collection, and Magic: The Gathering. So pretty interesting, diverse list there of best-selling PSN games. A lot of good stuff on there. Thank you for supplying that with uh, to us, Sony. Uh, number four. Twisted Metal has officially gone gold. Oh, yeah. Unfortunately, for those that are opposed to such things, however, Twisted Metal will require an online pass. This Meh. is to be expected as it's an online heavy game, and previous PlayStation 3 exclusives like Resistance 3 and Uncharted 3 also required online passes. That was inevitable. This is this game's ten times more online than Uncharted and Resistance. Yeah, I like that, David. I guarantee you. I, I like it that, you know, Jaffe spoke out against it. He doesn't like online passes, but, you know, it's probably going to happen. Like, he, he warned just, you know, months ago about it, and then yeah. it was. Also, I'm really excited for that game. And Me not, too. I don't just care about the Guild Wars and the Diablo. I'm gonna play Guild Wars. I'm gonna play some Dark Forces on my on my PC. Yeah, but Twisted <laughs> Metal hotly anticipated by one Ryan Clements. I'll also be doing the review for IGN, and yeah. unless that's changed, no. you might be too busy playing well, I mean, Kingdom of Amalur yeah. on your PC. Yeah, we got to see what the future. Well, we got to see what Charles Onyet's counteroffer is first. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> you get Nick Cullen on odd days as well. <laughs> what, are we gonna, what am I going to do with an MMO? <laughs> uh, number DC Universe, bro. Just DC Universe all the time. Number five, Grand Theft Auto 3 and Grand Theft Auto Vice City have been rated by the ESRB for release on the PlayStation Network. Uh, this is a telltale sign that these games are PSN bound. Whether or not they're slated to be released as PS2 classics or another some sort of enhanced trophy-enabled form remains to be seen. That is just you. Uh, I guarantee you. Uh, that's just you grasping at straws. There's no way they are going to be given trophies or anything else. So just get over it. I won't get over it. You should. I fucking won't get over it. No, no one's listening to us anymore. They don't want to give us trophies. They don't want us to buy their products. We get it. Yeah, I would buy those in two seconds, and I would pay like 30 bucks a piece for them, too. Totally. I agree 100%. Um, and finally, number six. PlayStation Vita sales continue to dive even further in Japan. Last week, Vita sold only 15,219 units, down from 3,000 from the week before. Furthermore, Nintendo 3DS continues to outsell it by about 5 to 1. Meh, I doubt it. I guarantee it. That's, that's, you can go either way. It's, it's just like, the sky's blue. People aren't buying the Vita. We've talked about that a million times. Yeah. Lots of, lots, we, we beat that horse to death. Yeah. Uh, interesting. It'll be interesting to see how many people come out tonight. Uh, Are you guys really worried, by the way? Oh, What's your worry level? On the PS Vita? On the Vita. Oh, I don't care either way. You as long as I get my Mind Nation Racers, I'll be a happy Yeah, but the thing piggy. is, is that if it doesn't sell well, does that mean people, you know, not really, will stop making games for it? It'll die. Yeah, and yes. Then we'll, yes. Yeah, that's I mean, what happened with the PSP. <laughs> yeah. Remember when they had to go do their tour to try to excite people about it? Yeah, well, it's just, that's all I'm saying is that I, I always, again, as, as I'm always the person that talks about permanence. And, you know, if I'm, if I'm going to be spending all this money on a system that, like, I'm going to be afraid months down the line or something, you just start, won't start seeing any games. Yeah. It's just I'm, upsetting. I'm worried about it. Yeah. My worry level is moderate. 
Yeah. Uh, I think it's all about just having a, a game, a good game, you know. And, and obviously, we have good games. We have Uncharted, we have Hot Shots Golf, but the Japanese market, yeah. needs, the <laughs> Japanese market needs a, a game, like a good, like a killer game that, yeah. that that's right up their alley, like you know, Monster Hunter, for instance. Exactly. I think Final Fantasy X is gonna be huge on Vita, I, you know, too. So I think the people who are making games and the publishers and everything and developers are aware of what it is up against in Japan right now. We're, we're releasing it, you know, the week after Monster Hunter comes out on 3DS, and we're putting no games that are, like, must-buys for most people. You know what I mean? Like, you don't mean Hot Shots sells really well, sure, but you know what I mean. Did Hot Shots sell well, though? It was the number one Vita-selling okay. game over there, yeah. But but compared to uh, other, like, games, out like, 3DS well, we don't know, We don't know. Stuff. I mean, part of the problem is that... Is that Top 20. It, Top 20. Well, well, Vita has an attach rate of only 0.9 at retail, which means people are buying their games online, and Sony doesn't... Give Share us those, those numbers, numbers yeah. so we don't oh, really know. I see, I see what you mean. I see what you mean. I think people get that who are making games. I think people who make games lo- like the system. They see what they like on the system, especially because it's easy to port stuff over. Look at you know Mortal Kombat now, and yeah. then Marvel vs. Capcom. Like it's it's easy to bring PS3 experiences over to it. So I think people get that, and I think that it's you can't say anything until it's out in the U.S. and you see how it's moving here and interesting stuff along those. And lines. Europe, Europe's going to be the I think the most pivotal place. Yeah. I'm interested to see what happens tonight. Uh, we are going to a PlayStation meetup here at the Vita Hill event. If you're in San Francisco and you're listening to this right now on Thursday the 26th of January, come out tonight and uh, party with Ryan Clements, Greg Miller, and Colin Moriarty at the Vita Hill event here in San Francisco. It's up in the marina. I forget what the address is, but you can find it. Just Google Vita Hills. Uh, we're going to have the systems. We're going to have giveaways. We're going to be hanging out and playing games and filming a PlayStation conversation starring you. <gasps> All right. That's it. That's the news. That's it. Cool. Um, if I And did, we're done. <laughs> if I didn't want to go outside and eat for cheese and I instead wanted to go outside and go to my old mom pop game shop. Where, what, how could I? I don't want to bug mom. I don't yeah, want to get there and be like, no. hey, mom, mom what, like what came shit. out? Where like can I go shit. to mom find out ahead of time what came out of the stores? Uh, you go to the official list of upcoming PlayStation software on all your platforms by the IGN editors. <laughs> boo, 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 yip-cha. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing. Damn it. <laughs> <laughs> Slow uh, times. But it's okay, industry. guys, because on the PlayStation Network this week, we had Scary Girl launch. Oh, 7.5, uh, Peter Vinkman. And Vinkman. then for the PS3 games that are now available for download, you have the gem of a game, Duke Nukem Forever. You have Mortal Kombat, which is, uh, which is really good. Get over we it. have demos for Pixel Junk Side Scroller, The Darkness 2, uh, some other stuff. Dark. And... <laughs> I'm sorry, I didn't get a chance to look through the add-on content. Don't worry about the add-on content. Really oh, think... Keep going. Add-on content, Little Big Planet Muppet Pack came out. That slipped by me. I didn't know that. Jack had to come over and ask me about that. Right. Right. New, well, new that. trophies, yeah. new levels, really? new costumes. I'll be all over that. Nice, look for impressions nice, next nice, week. Nice, nice, if nice. you care. Nobody really cares about Little Big Planet yeah. on the no. site. Buttons. Other than Vita. I hear a lot of Vita stuff. Once I get Vita, I'll tell you all about Vita, but I don't have There's Vita. a bunch of bundles for the PSP. Um, oh, yeah. They, those came out this week. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Including like a Mo- Motor Storm and Twisted Metal dual pack, a Patapon and Loco Roco dual pack. So that's kind of neat. For $15 for one of those packs, it's pretty good. There's new minis, too, right? Yeah, there's three new minis. We Here got, we go. We got... Uh, Jeff Rubenstein Productions. Here are the three minis for today. We got Bermuda Triangle. Mm, it's a Neo okay. Geo game. Mm. Gold Medalist. It's also a SNK game, yeah. Oh, these are all just that? Oh. And Stickman Rescue. That's not a SNK game. Three ninety nine. Okay. A little more reasonably priced, but maybe it should be a dollar. Maybe. Uh, I'd just like to point out that if you would like to download a PSP theme this week, you can now access Happy Lovers Town PSP theme. <laughs> I'll be downloading that one as soon as we're out of this meeting. Also, Velvet versus Mega. Sure. All right. Why not? Good stuff. That's it. Great. PSN update complete. Done. Put that one on the board. All right. Let's go to the reader mail. Reader mail. Mail call. Call. Mailstrom. Mail. <laughs> Remember to be part of the show. Email us at beyond at IGN.com, just like James did. Hey, guys, beyond. Beyond. I have some quick-fire questions for you. To Ryan, are you ex- are you excited for Final Fantasy 1-3-2 more or less than you were for Final Fantasy 13? Less, because I've already beaten it. But leading into <laughs> that, were you more excited? Uh, leading into it, just probably a little less, because there's other things I want to play instead. Okay. But you can uh, look for my review of Final Fantasy 13 too. Friday, January... Shit. Tomorrow, right? <laughs> yeah, it's 27th. tomorrow. It's the, the 27th. There's Friday, January 27th. We'll be playing it live at uh, from 11 to 1. That's Pacific Standard Time. And then it will culminate into... Uh, at 1 o'clock, we will go live with my review. Gotcha. Including a video review. To Colin, mm. what would it take for you to get excited for a new Final Fantasy game? Uh, I think the only way I would be truly excited about a new Final Fantasy game is if it was a remake of... 
six or seven five like five six seven yeah even eight or nine like i take a remake of eight or nine also yeah yeah for sure i don't I, I i refuse to get excited about a new final fantasy game that's not a remake since they've done nothing but let me down what if it was exactly like how i pitched it in my uh, retro oh, uh piece well that's different but that's not gonna happen i mean i love that piece but I, that's that's not gonna yeah, happen i know it's a pipe dream What's the name of that article there so people can Retro Reasoning. Retro Reasoning. Google that by Ryan Clements. Read all about it. Finally, Greg, which game would you least prefer to see for the fear of the franchise being stale or run to the ground? Uncharted 4 or Infamous 3? Uh, Uncharted 4. I think Uncharted 4 definitely. I'd rather not see Uncharted 4 because I think Uncharted 4 does totally run the risk of. We're Nate and Elena, and we're really happy, and we have a kid, and oh, now the kid's in an adventure, and it's just Mummy Returns, which was a terrible movie, and I don't want to ever relive that. I never want to relive that. Never! Never! I was so excited for Mummy Returns. Me and a friend had a friend really? sneak us into the midnight, sh- not even the midnight showing, the, the AMC screening that like they could go to, you know, the, the d- days before when right. they first got the reel, and we were so depressed. We were just like, this is awful, because we love the Mummy. Mummy's such a great movie. Is it? Is it? I yeah, never yeah, saw it. it. Yeah. Rich writes into beyond at IGN.com. Uh, dear Greg, Colin, Ryan, etc. Based on what you know, what would be the safest bets for games to pre-order with the Vita? Thank you and beyond. So we're talking the launch, I guess. Gravity, mm. Gravity Days, Gravity Rush at the top of the the list, I think, for most people. But not well, a, not a launch game. Yeah, it's not it's a launch window. Launch window. Launch window. So Uncharted: Golden Abyss. Hot Easy. Shots. Hot Shots is another great one. I, I say don't pre-order anything. Just buy them uh, on the PSN. Oh, what if you only can afford a four gig memory? Stick? Yeah, it's a problem. Then. You got some problems. I mean, definitely get Uncharted. I, I really like Hot Shots as well. Um, Escape Plans down one only. I would definitely recommend that. Yeah. Um, uh, I'm still crazy for Luminous. Can't wait. Luminous looks can't cool. Wait. Yeah. Unit 13, right? That's supposed to be pretty good. I Is that play. launch too? Or is that launch I window? I think so. I can't remember anymore. You should have brought it to the list. Right. So there you go. Uncharted. Uncharted. Oh, the ride's so hungry. I'm man so up. Hungry. Yeah, man up. Judge Gerald Brown style. Man, we are off our rockers today. All right, here comes one from Suman Kugadasin. He spelled out his last name. Mm. Kugadasin. Uh, he writes in and says, Hey, Beyond Crew, and guest if applicable. It is not applicable. Uh, I just read the mini article about Vita's ever-dipping sales in Japan, and it occurred to me that there's been absolutely no advertising for the Vita. In Canada, at least. I'm sure AT&T is making some sort of push for the 3G model. No, they are no, not. No, you'd, you'd think wrong. Yeah, you, there's nothing. You, no one knows what the hell you're talking about if you ask over uh, I thought maybe I was missing something, so I asked a few of my friends if they were going to buy a unit. A lot of them didn't even know it was being released in two or three weeks. Why do you guys think Sony is being... I'm sorry. Why do you guys think Sony seems to be making a lackluster effort here? Do you think more product awareness would help it? Yes. Of course it would. Um, I expect that the ads are going to start coming out soon. I keep calling, and I don't know if it's going to happen, but I keep calling a Super Bowl ad um, yeah. for Vita. I mean, I hope so. God damn, there's nothing happening. It is weird when you think about the fact that, yeah, you know, we're at the tail end of January now, and then in less than a month now, the Vita's out, and like there's nothing on TV about it that I see. Maybe I'm missing. I only watch what Colin has on. I think, I think it's not too late if they start hard in fe- on like February 1st. And you have like you have like like three weeks. Three solid weeks. Yeah, I mean it's possible. It's just like that's such a like two hundred fifty dollars for just the system, then a memory card, then the games. Like it seems like people need the heads up about that. That's I mean, think true. about think about how long and for how long and how early out we saw Homefront stuff. That was all over San Francisco forever, and it was totally yeah. like get sixty dollars ready. This is coming in a month and a half. And it worked. I mean? Yeah, totally. And people bought that game. Um, yeah, I, I I think they're probably trying to. I, my my assumption is you know, and it's just conjecture is that. They're kind of trying to get their shit in order as far as like how they're going to bundle it, what things are going to cost. I suspect that prices are kind of not not the price of the unit, but maybe the memory cards and the games and what they're planning on doing is going to, uh, you know, still being worked out because of what's happening in Japan, mm-hmm. and so they're not ready to mm-hmm. advertise yet. I'm sure there's going to be advertisements for Vita. I mean, I, I I would believe it if there weren't, but I'm sure I'm sure that they're I'm sure that they're they're going to be. <laughs> Uh, Lee Gary writes in, Lee asks, I have a question regarding the PlayStation Vita. Do you have to be signed into the PSN and stay signed in in order to play a Vita game, or can you play it offline also? Beyond. Uh, Beyond, Lee. Uh, No, you can be offline. You have to worry about it. You kind of, it's kind of, when you're, when you enter in your PlayStation Network details, it's kind of just there. If you have your friends list open, stuff like that, then it's kind of pinging those servers or whatever. But it's more of a when you need the online, that's when it's using the online. It's not just like a constant state of affairs. Right. There's, you're using an option that needs it. It knows to be on for that option. Then it goes away when it doesn't need you. So you'll be fine. Okay. Don't sweat. It's going to be okay, Ryan. Oh, thank God. Final question. 
Believe it or not. Wow. I know, and I didn't plan this for the pizza thing. This is really just the... I went through the questions. We had the resistance stuff. It's been a big day. Yeah. Uh, this is a quick fire from Sam. Okay. Ryan. Yes. Final Fantasy XIII-2 <laughs> is just around the corner. What is your favorite improvement they have made over the last game? Pro- probably just the... Uh... The amount of exploration that you have in that game is much more uh, significant than 13. By, the, by a long shot. Non linearity. It's not the hallway. It is not. There's no 30 to 40 hour hallway in this game. <laughs> gotcha. gotcha. Thank God. Uh, Greg, what did you think of Scott Lowe's Why You Shouldn't Buy a PlayStation? Or I'm sorry, Why You Shouldn't Buy a 3G PlayStation Vita article? Will you still buy a 3G unit? Um, I thought his article made good points. If you didn't see this over on. Uh, tech.ign.com right and that's anyway what it is IGN tech whatever the hell the website address is <laughs> go to IGN.com there's a tech tab right there right? I can't freaking hold your hand everywhere <laughs> ladies and gentlemen jeez anyways uh, Scott posted an article up there and I put it on vita.ign.com too go there uh, about why you know you should, you don't need a 3G Vita you know that uh, first off 3G is on its way out 4G is the future mobile hotspots Wi-Fi everywhere blah 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 he made all these reasons for why you know 3G really isn't a big deal and why he is recommending people not buy the 3G Vita I read it Thought they're great points. I'm still going to buy a 3G Vita. Mm. I mean, my reasoning remains the same, that I still think it's just a... Fi- like, you know, I, it, well, I guess that doesn't matter. It's just $50 more than the real PlayStation, the Wi-Fi-only PlayStation Vita. So I, you figure I buy... I, I, it's a $50 out-of-pocket expense, and then whenever I want to, I can activate the 3G. And it's a month-by-month contract, so literally it's like I can sit on it and never activate it for what the first year and a half two years i own it or whatever and then one game comes out and has something really cool in it that uses 3g and i'm like oh well totally i want that and again if they can figure out a way to let me tether to it that'd be awesome because my ipad is wi-fi only and like this is the flip-flop right like my ipad my ipad i take with me places and it's wi-fi only and i've never been like there's only been like one time where it's like oh man i really wish i had 3g for this one moment and so if i could tether it that way to down the stuff that'd be great but I'm not worried about it. I think it's really cool for the location-based stuff. Like near, I want to be able to use near wherever I am and stuff like that. So yeah, I'm, yeah, still, yeah. I'm still interested in it. Mm. Fair enough. Fair enough. Wi-Fi is good for me. All right, good. That's all I need. What are you doing, Carl? I'm not even going to play the Vita. Oh, okay. <laughs> all right. You're wearing your skate plan shirt and you're <laughs> the Vita. Colin, you're on for Sam. Okay. Kingdoms of Amalur looks awesome. What kind of character are you playing as? Race, gender, preferred weapons, etc. Um... I'm playing as a human. I forget the specific name of what their humans are called. Uh, warrior thief mix. Um, male. Male. He's got a mohawk and a sweet mustache. Um, <laughs> he does have a crazy mustache. Uh, the uh, I like playing like that. It's pretty cool. It's unique. I mean, Reckoning lets you play in very unique ways. So My guy's like got heavy armor and, and a long sword, um, but he also has daggers on his side, and he, he has like a sneaking skill, so he can just sneak and backstab the shit out of people, which is... I was showing Clements yesterday. I was going through a dungeon filled uh, with poor little gnomes. Filled with gnomes, and I was just—they were like they were like so sharp, just sneaking up on him and brutalizing him. <laughs> Absolutely he brutalizing like, he, him. He like called me over. He's like, "Yo, come on, come here." And like he, his character is there, like crouched down, and the character just slowly creeps up, and there's this little gnome, like this tiny little creature, just wandering around, and he just grabs him. He's like, ah! stabbing the gnome. Yeah, like, you play right press in the triangle chest. right right behind Blood him. Blood is shooting him. out everywhere. Yeah, it's, oh, it's that's awesome. It's brutal. I enjoy that game. And yeah, Reckoning is. Uh, my review goes up next week. Um, obviously, the review in progress will be updated for the final time tomorrow. Reckoning Friday. is very, very, very good. Mm-hmm. Uh, so um, I'm looking forward to rendering my final verdict on it. Uh, fr- tomorrow's update, Friday the 27th, that's got a video component to it. There, yeah, so tomorrow we'll have a video um, in addition to probably four more pages of the review. Uh, probably more. There'll probably be two pages of my final thoughts and then uh, two pages of more reader questions. Um but I don't know exactly what that's going to be yet. But th- there's going to be a video. We recorded it. It's being edited now. It's about character customization. It's about destinies and abilities and skills, which are all intimately intertwined with each other in the game. I love the way the game builds skills out and stuff like that and gives you destinies based on how, you, how you're playing your character, which is really cool. Yeah. Next week, we'll do another video about combat, which is cool because there's so many cool things you could fight with. Hammers and long swords and short swords and daggers and chakrams and staves and, chakrams. and, uh, and bows and arrows and things of this nature. Um, so we'll do all those things. <laughs> things of this nature. Um, but, oh, uh, I was just gonna say I, the combat in that game is just fantastic. It's really good. Really, fun. it's really. I've never played an RPG with. Uh, I've never played a Western RPG. I'm gonna say it. I'll never play a Western. I've never played a Western RPG with gameplay this good. There you go. Yeah. yeah. Greg, didn't I already uh, submit a time off request you for did. the seventh? Yep. Yep. I'm gonna stay home and play Amalur on your PC. So playing on his PC. Yep. Yep. On my PC, where good. it looks better and runs better. You'll probably yep. be traded good. by then anyway. Good news. Yeah. Exactly. 
I can't wait for next year's uh, PlayStation Awards for 2012. I'm not playing these games. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I've been playing Guild Wars. Playing Guild Wars all day long. Playing some Guild Wars and playing <laughs> some uh, games on Steam there. Maybe yeah. that's what I will be doing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, this has been Podcast Beyond, episode 224. Remember, uh, Podcast Beyond is fun, and you need to subscribe to it on iTunes and rate it. And if you don't like it, then don't give us a review on iTunes. Don't do that. But you should. You should if you like it. Okay. All right. Yeah. Uh, but remember, I, as much fun as we have here, IGN.com is the thing that pays the bills. So please go to IGN.com and read articles. While you're there, click around. Leave comments. We'll respond. Yeah. Go to my IGN. Have a fun mm-hmm. time. Yeah. Uh, beyond that, though, beyond. Beyond. Uh, follow us on Twitter. IGN is IGN. I'm Game Over Greggy. Ryan is Pwom Cider. Colin is No Taxation. Um. Oh, IGN started a new <laughs> oh. channel thing, too. Uh, a new TV broadcast network kind of thing on YouTube. So go to YouTube.com slash start. Follow that. Subscribe to that. Uh, I have my own talk show, so look forward to that on the 31st. I'm excited that starts. to watch your show. Well, I hope it doesn't suck. We're filming the next one tomorrow. <laughs> yeah, if you're ever in San Francisco on a Thursday, we uh, also are now recording live episodes. So follow me on Twitter to find out how to get into that. Ryan, take me home. Sounds good, buddy. I just want to make a quick point to Keith and Sam, who in November last year won some Final Fantasy posters that Whoa. were never sent. Okay. I'll try and get those oh, sent out to you soon. Yeah. Oh, you will not. For the record, ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> well, I'm, going, I'm going to have our social team send them out. <laughs> yes, 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 And then I'm never doing a giveaway. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I was about to t- we were about to talk about this. Ladies and gentlemen, you know that IGN.com pays the bills. And we do this for fun. And we're writers by trade, idiots on camera by choice. We have no fucking clue how to run community stuff uh we gave away those uncharted collector's edition still underneath my desk except for the one kid who drove up here to get it because <laughs> <laughs> he's like it would is this easier if i came i'm like yes it would be i will get those out eventually it's just that we don't we don't have packing materials there's no mail room we have and to actually go do this and we have real jobs and we have no time exactly that's Did you what give sucks. him his headphones by the way nope oh, if he wants to drive back up for his headphones he can he comes to things he's a good he's a good, oh, he's good. A good yeah. fellow so Let he, me know. he'll probably be at, back for an up do you remember show. his name uh, Alec Verrera, I think. Okay. He's, he, we have if it all it's also. Alec or Alex or whatever. If it's Alec, for talk, sure. Talk to me about getting your headphones. Anyways, we don't mean to be giant jackasses. Uh, we're well aware. Somebody pointed out to me on Twitter, and I'm so sorry for this. During the Resistance spoiler cast, we asked you to make videos, and many of you did, and we never, we never picked a winner on that competition, but we know to. It's once, coming. Yeah, once things slow down, Which if it, they ever do, then... That's the problem. Nothing slows down anymore. It, I don't know about it, if you remember these times, ladies and gentlemen, but it used to be... After Thanksgiving, man, it was dead here until right till GDC. Like you could do whatever you wanted. Now it's nonstop work all the time. Yeah. And in the summer, for, I remember when I first started here, I played all of Super Mario, Super Paper Mario RPG, or whatever the hell it was called. Now we, I would, wow, I would never have that kind of time yeah, now to dedicate. You would that never to do it. that in general. Great game. No, yeah. no, not true. I like that game a lot. Mm. Lies. Anyways, so we are trying to get the packages we out have now, and then we will never do a giveaway outside of saying, hey, Tina from Social Team, please help us and give this giveaway. Yeah. Yeah. We try not True to be that. jackasses. Just playing my weeds. Just playing, just playing my weeds. My granny Smith apple. <laughs> I, I, didn't, I lived with Micah back then. I ate Little Caesar $5 pizzas. Oh, yeah. Eat my little Caesar five dollar pizza, <laughs> fresh and ready. All right, people anyway, are walking around with pizza. All right, all right we got to go. So uh, to end the show, as we as we always do, we'll end it with a song submitted by you, the community members, and you can send them to beyond at ign.com, just like Zach did. Zach writes beyond. Beyond. Greetings, Colin, Greg, and Ryan. I've been a fan of the show since the first episode, and I've enjoyed many laughs thanks to everyone who has graced the hollowed halls of Beyond. After over 200 episodes, I feel it's time for me to give back. I'd like to submit a song from my band Ice Cream Sunday to be played on the podcast. <laughs> nice. It's titled awesome Video message. Games. And I think the Beyond community and other gamers who are listening will appreciate it and likely relate to the sentiment. Anyone who likes the song can purchase our record, We're Just As Sweet, from iTunes, <laughs> Amazon, and CD Baby. That's awesome. They can also follow us on Facebook and watch our music videos at youtube.com slash music. Thanks for everything, gents. Keep up the great work. This is from Zach, a, uh, a fun little song called Video Games from Ice Cream Sunday Beyond. Beyond! yip yip I want to play, I want to play video games. I want to play, I want to play video games with you. I've seen this level before, but with you I play it a hundred times more.
long enough to know all of you It's a feeling I just can't ignore I'm so proud of you cause you beat my top score Hey there, this is Justin Bartha. I made a funny new podcast, King of the Egg Cream. It has the greatest cast in the history of podcasts with actors like Louis Black. I'm torn by my feelings for two women. Bobby Cannavale. You can eat it, or if someone hits you, you can put it on your cut. Melanie Linsky. I wonder what these marvelous things are that look just like boiled chicken feet. Jason Ritter. I can break things and pick locks and kill people. Michael Stuhlbarg. The whole point is to inspire people that they should make themselves better. Ari Grainer. No, don't whet its appetite. What are you, an idiot? Me, Justin Bartha. That's not just any egg cream, that's a Lemke's special. And all narrated by the hilarious Richard Kind. This is the story of Harry Dalowitz. And how he rose from nothing to become New York's King of the Egg Cream. So if you like funny true stories, come listen to King of the Egg Cream, available wherever you get your podcasts.